This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here we go, hour three of the show. Final one of the week. Going to be fun. Carter Bryant, Sports Libs, two-minute drill, and our look into the weekend of sports all coming up. First, I wanted to give you an update on the LSU bracketology after yesterday's loss. The update is there's no updates from any of the guys who update these projected brackets. Jerry Palm at CBS, his last update was Monday. Joe Lenardi, his last update was Monday. Uh, blogging the brackets, uh, their last update was Monday. They all had them LSU at either three or four seeds. The guys who had them at three seeds, undoubtedly, well, I shouldn't say undoubtedly. Let me back this up. If LSU wins and LSU beats Tennessee on Saturday, beats a top five team just like any losses in the brackets and with their resume that Kentucky had by losing to LSU similarly LSU would wipe out any blemishes on their resume with that Florida loss should they beat Tennessee if that happens most of these bracketologists will have LSU likely as a three seed now not even a three and a four also yesterday's loss wasn't a bad one because most people have Florida in the tournament with a, a record in conference play that is over 500 are now 15 and 11 overall anywhere between a 10 and a 12 seed most of these sites have florida and that was before yesterday's game so losing to a tournament team like florida not going to be a huge negative mark on uh, your resume now, college basketball in the NBA in the spotlight after the Zion Williamson injury yesterday. Talked about that last hour. Well, the NBA has responded very quickly with this. And this was coy by the NBA because everybody was looking at this age restriction rule now. And they have been for a while, but it was back in the spotlight with 19-year-old Zion Williamson, who would have been a top pick in the draft this last year had he declared for the draft. Well, the rules say you have to be – um, 19 to enter the NBA draft. He wasn't, so he had to go play college basketball or go play professionally. And I will insert this little commentary here. Anybody who's saying, well, Zion only had the option to go get a $50,000 a year scholarship from Duke and an incredible education, that's oh, it's pretty good deal there for Zion. But he had many more options than that. Could go to the G League, could go to China, could go to Europe. And Europe and China would have paid the kid big-time bucks if he wanted to get paid. So he could have done that. Don't give me this nonsense that his only option was to go to Duke. It wasn't. I have a lot less empathy and sympathy for college basketball players, unlike college football players, who don't have as many options. But the NBA has responded to this. Today, they formally proposed changing the draft-eligible age from 19 to 18. And they sent this to the... NBA Players Association. And that was reported today first by USA Today. They cited a source that said that this proposal was sent to the union executive director, Michelle Roberts, who is going to look over this proposal this week and then over the weekend. 
and then get back to the league. Now, Woj had reported previously that all sides hadn't really been getting along in this and had reached no agreement on lowering the age limit. There is a sticker here for the league where they don't like that agents are withholding medical information from teams entering the draft. That's absurd by the agents. That's across any lines because they want favor and want their kids to go to the teams they want to be drafted for. That's not how you run a league. I'm sorry, this isn't an everyday employer. It's not. Professional leagues don't thrive when drafts are rigged. And when you have this perception, which there is now, that not every team in the NBA is on equal footing. I think the NBA is really entering crisis mode with this, especially around the Anthony Davis situation. The point is here, the NBA has already proposed this, and they talked about it before, but the proposal now is out there. This would not affect, likely, this year's draft. It's way too far down the road for that, but it would affect drafts in the upcoming year. I'm all for it. I'm, I'm all for it. In fact, I'd be all for it in any sport. I think 18 is a, is a great age. If you can go fight for this country, why can't you go play a sport professionally for the league? I'd be okay with it in football. And here's the thing. In football, very, very few high school football players, and I mean a minuscule number, would ever be ready in any form to play professional football physically they're just not big fast and strong enough there are i understand a few exceptions to this i think leonard fournette could have made the jump he's one of the very few guys that could have made that jump maybe Jadevian Clowney, maybe this doesn't happen all the time but i'd be fine with it because you know once every 10 years or so once every five years or so maybe there's a kid that could go straight from the nfl to the pros Fine with it. Just lower that age. This is a no-brainer. The age was 18 before a decade and a half ago. LeBron and then Kwame Brown. Brown was the bust. LeBron wasn't. They came out. LeBron, one of the last guys to come through with that age restriction in place, the 18-year-old the age restriction in place. Put it back to that. It'll help college basketball. It'll help the NBA, and we can move on from this silly storyline. So... And don't think that the NBA just all of a sudden proposed this now. Don't let anybody convince you that. They've actually been working on this, and they actually previously were working on the proposal to implement in the 2022 season. So they already had this on their desk, ready to go. We're going to take a break when we come back. We'll talk about it with Carter Bryant. Carter the Power is going to be in the city. He's a stand-up comic as well, and he's going to be playing this weekend. So he'll let us know where you can come see him. We'll talk AD and the Pelicans, which is – the dumpster fire of all dumpster fires. Where's that? I'm just going to play out this sound. What is it, Logan? Yes, it has been. <laughs> Thank you, Alvin Gentry, for that. Carter Bryant coming up next here on The Last Lap. Boy, lots of topics. It's a buffet of great content here, and we're going to discuss it all with Carter Bryant, at Carter the Power on Twitter, his weekly hit with us. And Carter told me earlier today he's going to be in the city this weekend. Is that right, Carter? I am. I am. And this isn't Carter. This is um, Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm using Jesse Smollett logic tonight. <laughs> oh, so uh, I starred in The Revenant. Um, Titanic <laughs> was great. Rose shouldn't have let me froze at the bottom of the lake. What about Inception, man? That was my ocean. favorite. It was an ocean. Okay. You know, it's funny. So I have a big show tomorrow, and and this is this is a problem with Kyle now, is that like everyone's going to be doing Jesse Smollett jokes. It's kind of like when when 
when comedians do jokes about Donald Trump, it better be good. Like, you better be Neil Brennan or Dave Chappelle doing a really good Trump joke because everyone else is going to have one. So I got a show tomorrow, wrote a Jesse Smollett little tag, and I had to throw one out there to see if it was kind of funny. And we'll see We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Guess <laughs> that'll be fantastic. Carter is a radio host at 104.1, uh, 107.1 FM and uh, 1400 AM in South Arkansas. Uh, I don't even know what I want to touch on first here. Let's let's go with what we just recently discussed. I am curious. Do you believe that esports are are they a sport? We've been discussing that. We've talked about the Overwatch League, which is outdrawing Major League Baseball and NHL hockey in this country right now. It's a little absurd. It's not a sport, but actually, this actually happened in Arkansas. The AAA, which is the high school governing body, just officially named esports. Like they just got with the big production company in California that's starting to make this uh, an official thing around the country. So here's the thing about esports popularity. It's one thing if you have people that are our age that are fans of it, but kids play video games like it's nothing else. And now we're going to have this officially in 12 different high schools, uh, 12 different states, that is, and Arkansas is about to be one of the next ones. This is going to be an actual high school sport, and this is the future. And the one thing about it, Seth, is that everybody can be good at esports. Oh, you're a four foot three pipsqueak guy with a, a, a belly that your horrible parents' genetics gave you. Guess what? You can win a state championship by being really good at World of Warcraft. If you're a 45 level black mage, or whatever the terminology is, <laughs> you can be. You can be a, a – I think that was Final Fantasy 45. I don't know. But you could be a state championship video game player. Wow. So, I mean, it, it's it's a real thing. And esports is here. Like, you remember – I read a story earlier this week. Uh, Arash Murkazi just met him in L.A. He wrote he – with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, you're talking about the freakish, most hybrid athlete we have in the NFL right now. He wants to buy an esports team. Mm-hmm. So – it's a real deal, and because it's universal, because anyone can play and actual athletes are behind it, it's only going to get bigger. Yep, college scholarships now on the line. I don't play World of Warcraft or, or Fortnite or any of that. I do dabble in Overwatch. I am not good at Overwatch. <laughs> I won't say right. that. I am no good. Yeah. I am I am out of the demo, Carter. I, we had a guest on earlier. As I was asked, I asked him. So, what's the demo of, of the the athletes? You know, is it the NFL? You know, it's late thirties, mid thirties. I guess baseball is late thirties. And he was saying. Well, it's like 23. When when you hit 23, <laughs> you're considered old. I was like, wow, do I wow. feel old or what? Right? We're just we're old now, Carter. That's the thing. Yeah, and when your best athlete's name is Ninja and he has pink hair, and here's one thing you need to know is, you know, they had that uh, that NFL 100 commercial, right? And you had all these crazy NFL players, Commissioner Goodell, and a video gamer, Ninja, yep. in this famous commercial with pink hair, whatever his hair color was. This is a real thing. Do I think it's a good thing? Yes and no, because it does provide a lot of opportunities for kids that aren't athletic. But no, because we need our kids to go outside. I'm tired <laughs> of hanging out with my, my wow. nieces and nephews, and they're they're – faces are just buried into a screen it's like we have 
Well, hold on here, Carter. Are you the get off my lawn guy right now already? I I am. I am. Listen, go to a restaurant now and see a big old family hanging out. Every kid has their phone out. Every kid wants to be playing the video games. And guess what? I do it too. We are prisoner to the screens. It is true. The, The screens run our life. I catch myself on my screen way too much. It's Carter Bryant at Carter the Power, comedian, radio host at 1071 FM at 1400 AM, the fan in South Arkansas. Uh, I'm going to give you a choice here. What do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about LSU hoops? Do you want to talk about Anthony Davis? Dude, I'm all in on Anthony Davis now. Like, I'm focused. I get to see a Pels game this weekend. I'm pumped. Which he might not play. So what do you think of this decision today? And Alvin, I don't know if you saw the Alvin Gentry video on Twitter where he did look like he was being held hostage. Uh, 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 Logan, go ahead and play the Alvin Gentry sound, the longer sound when he talked about it. Just for anybody listening who didn't hear it um, earlier tonight, this was his full comments when he was asked about, uh, is Anthony Davis going to play? <laughs> I mean, that's about as awkward Carter as it gets, but I don't know what else he could say. Yeah, there's nothing else he can say. And we all know that Anthony Davis doesn't want to play against the Lakers. We know Alvin Gentry doesn't want to play Anthony Davis against the Lakers. But I want to see it because I'm going to be there. And I I like awkward situations. No matter how you see it, no matter how you feel, we love awkward situations in movies. We love them in comedies. We love them in television. And I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see this. I want to hear the boos. I want to feel it. And I'm not a big boo guy, but, I mean, there's been so much passion surrounding Anthony Davis. Should he play or should he not? And honestly, we all know this. Anyone with the conscience knows this. Anthony Davis shouldn't be playing. I don't like seeing players play when their heart's not into it when there's a thousand different things on their mind other than actually playing for that team that they're supposed to love. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I just wish that they would sit him, but obviously, you know, Adam Silver doesn't want that. He wants one of his biggest stars playing for the Pelicans because it makes him a better team and a more sexy watch, I guess. But still it, it it's frustrating if you're a big Pelicans fan, like I am, that the whole thing has just been just a wash. So here's what I don't get Carter. It, it is apparent now that the NBA will never and can never take any action against a player who says something or does something. The, the, the superstar players can say anything they want. They can do anything they want and flaunt it right in the, the team that employs them, their faces, and nothing will be done. I mean, we've reached a point of no return, I think, for the NBA on this after how they're handling this, right? Yeah, and LeBron once again flexed his power. It's one of these things where the players have so much power. I don't think we've ever seen this in team sports where players have as much as much power as they do in the NBA right now. I mean, think about it. I mean, if, if you had anyone coaching the Warriors, they still win the title with all due respects to Steve Kerr. And keep this in mind. LeBron said, hey, you know what? Um, I'm not going to talk to Anthony Davis anymore behind the scenes. I'm going to talk to him on my HBO TV show, and I'm not only going to have him on my HBO TV show, I'm going to have Jamie Foxx there. I'm going to have Gerard Carmichael there. Oh, let's throw another controversial sports figure in there. Let's throw in Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Tamper my butt. I'm going to put him on my show on HBO, and there you go, Adam Silver. Take that. So, I mean – do I really think Adam Silver hates us? No. 
No, he doesn't hate this. This is great for him because the one thing the NBA has are these soap opera, Bravo, E-Entertainment, Kardashians, Shahs, and Sunset storylines. There is nothing quite like it. It's to where the games don't matter anymore, and everyone just wants to figure out who's going where next. And a storyline like this one keeps the NBA at the forefront. Man, it's just it's incredibly frustrating. But you're right. I guess it's highly entertaining. It's good for my ratings. I wish it wasn't happening. It's I guess it's good for it's good for our medium. Uh, Carter, uh, hold on sixty seconds. I want you to promo the, uh, your comedy show down here. Uh, but we're up against this thirty-one hard news that we always cut you off at. It's Carter Bryant at Carter the Power, uh, fourteen hundred AM, one hundred one FM. The fan in South Arkansas, stand-up comic, and he's got a comedy show coming up. He'll tell you about it after CBS News. Carter Bryant with us. Okay, Carter, follow that. You're following Robert Mueller news. Uh, tell us how you got a comedy show coming up here in the city. Uh, tell us about it, please. Yeah. So here's the thing: is that my friends are in the show. Okay, and it starts at eight thirty. I believe the name of the place is Brew Carry Brewing. I, I believe that's the name of yeah, it. Yeah, it's right across from Harris, I think. I was looking it up earlier, right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's it. And, yes, it is at 2115 uh, Decatur. I have a lot of friends on the show. Marcus Bond is a great comedian that, that I know, and Eric Dryblatt, who's actually originally from, from Vermont. I'm actually, like, not on the show. They just want me to come to a guest spot because I'm in town, so – yeah, that'll be uh, at 8.30. I'll be there a little bit later. But, uh, but, yeah, go check it out. Even Because even if I don't make it in time to, to go on stage, you're going to see some funny, funny, funny people there. So go right on ahead. It's going to be a great show. And here's the thing. New Orleans has a great, thriving local comedy scene. I've enjoyed performing there as many times as I've, uh, as I've gotten to. And um, it's great. It's, it's good fun, man. Who, who's – Seth, you've asked me this before. Who's your favorite stand-up comedian? Living or, or just ever? You, you can all right, okay. Uh, ever. Let's go. Ahead. George Carlin. I think Carlin's the goat for me. I mean, I, I could. And there are some road trips when I just load up a bunch of Carlin on my phone and I just listen to him on repeat. I think one of the greatest stand-up bits that I have ever heard and gets me every time uh, was him talking about. I think it was euphemisms, and then he went on this tangent about a plane. And how all these things, when they're, you probably know what I'm talking about, Carter, when they're getting yeah. on a plane yeah. and, you know, and then they land or, you know, a near miss crash and everything. And it's just, it's, it's exceptional. So, right. Yeah. yeah. He was the first to do the airplane humor jokes. And then Jerry did some. And now I can't do airplane Is jokes. Is that a lame answer? I don't even know anymore. Is that a lame answer for like if I, if I, a comedian asks me that and I say Carlin and he's like, oh, yeah, whatever. This is like saying Michael Jackson is your famous, uh, favorite musician. No, I would say probably seventy. I would say seventy percent says Pryor or Carlin, and then I would say the other twenty percent. It's a mixture of Jerry, Dave, uh, Dave Chappelle, um, Chris Rock, and you Ellen. know what I used to low key. I used and this is probably where I grew up and everything. I don't necessarily agree with these guys politically all the time. One of my favorite groups that I watched was the Blue Collar uh, Comedy Tour back in the day when it was yeah. Foxworthy, Ron White. Uh, who Larry the Cable Guy, and I can't remember if they had one more. And yeah, they did have one more. I forget yeah. who the, the last yeah, guy was. Um, yeah, Bill Ingvall. Ingvall, yeah. yeah. I love yeah. those guys, too. So, there yeah, you go. Reno Collier and those guys. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, all right. Well, Carter, I'll be there, and we're hanging out this weekend, so I'll see you in a couple of days, all right? 
Yeah, man. We'll have a good time. All right, there he goes. Carter Bryant at Carter the Power. Follow him on Twitter, and he'll be in town this weekend. 1400 AM, 1071 FM, the fan in South Arkansas. Uh, time for sports libs here. Logan Falgu at Master Control. Come on in here. Logan, uh, you have a favorite stand up comic? Uh,. Mm, that's that's a tough one. That's a tough one right now. What kind of comedy do you like? Is it is it slapstick? Is it uh, you know lowbrow? Is it the deadpan British humor? Well, I mean, like uh, after after we did that whole comedy night here uh, a few months back, mm-hmm. I started listening to a lot of George Carlin. Yeah, yes, and I, I absolutely love him. I also love uh, Donald Glover's stand up. If you've ever seen it, it's it's great. I haven't seen. I don't know if I've ever seen Donald Glover's stand up. Hmm. I, I, Hannibal Burris is actually one of my um, favorites too, and I think he oh, loves yeah, playing yeah, New yeah. Orleans. Of course, H- Hannibal Hannibal's great. <laughs> yeah, I should have said that. It's probably Hannibal is certainly near the top of my list right now. Anyways, all right, time for some sports libs. We've got two minute drill coming up in just a little bit. Logan, fire up the music. And anybody who doesn't know what this is, every night we do this. It's like Mad Libs sports style. Don't know the topics? You can play along on the text line at eight seventy eight seventy. All right, Logan, take it away. All right, here we go. First up. I consider esports a blank. Revelation. I consider, and here's my history with esports. I am at the very, very edge of the demo that would ever find it intriguing, I think. And for years, and I'm talking five to ten years. I despised it. I was like the traditional sports guy that was like, oh, this is, they're, they're just kids sitting in front of computers. They're not doing anything. This isn't fun. Why would I ever watch this? I think that was me just kind of being sour about it. It's been a revelation because what I've seen, this is why I had Malik Forte of the Overwatch League on before, is an incredible spectator sport. It's not fun for me to watch guys run around in um, Fortnite or any of these one-on-one uh, shooter games. But if you get a team sport, which is what Overwatch is, which is a team of six against another team of six that's based in cities that can, you know, the, the, the fans in New York can rally around the Excelsior. Fans in uh, Gangzhou, China can rally around there. It's incredible. So it's a revelation to me. And anybody, and I'll tell you this, anybody in our industry who wants to be in this industry long-term, I think you've got to realize that this is something that you're going to have to cover. If not now, eventually. It's just too big. So my answer would be a revelation. All right. Uh, next one up here. I see this Anthony Davis saga going blank. What, where's the sound bite? Play the, play, play, play the, play the I just answer playing the sound bite. Here you go. This is what I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to see it go into the dumpster and light it on fire. This is, I see it going as it has been going a dumpster fire i don't really have any other comment on it it's it's a little exhausting to cover it because we're talking i mean anybody who's listened to the program you know my anger my frustration the absurdity of this and what i think of it we have to talk about it i think it's good that we're talking about it but it's a little exhausting all right next all right next one up here with LSU basketball's loss, does it change how you view the program at all? Not at all. Zero percent. It did not move the needle a millimeter, a micrometer. I think micrometers are things now, which I don't really understand. Logan, there's another topic. Not at all. It shouldn't. This is a team that they lost to in Florida that's going to be in the NCAA tournament. 
I think they've got holes. I've always thought they had holes. We have people texting the show every day before that loss anyway, saying LSU should be a top five team. LSU is a final four team. Never thought so. Not with their lack of production in the half court when they get bogged down. Not with some of the freshmen's mistakes that you'll see in the offense and defensively. We saw these from Nas uh, Reed and uh, Javante Smart yesterday. And Emmett Williams was just bad. It's, look, they're not bad. They're young. They're growing. But it didn't change my opinion. My opinion still is this is a Sweet 16 team that if they get hot that week and they're two games in the Sweet 16 and possibly Elite Eight, they possibly can make a Final Four run. But they're certainly not favorites to do that. All right. Next one up here. LSU baseball are going to have a blank game. They're going to have a... This is against Bryant, a a game that not many people are going to watch because it's Mardi Gras. I was trying to phrase that into one word, a forgettable game. Not that okay. they're going to lose, it not just, that it's going to be a bad performance, but people are focused on other things. Yeah. The, the Pelicans are playing tomorrow night. Everybody's going to be watching to see what Anthony Davis does. You've got Mardi Gras parades here in the city and across the state. Look, LSU baseball is great. We're going to be on board. This is a national championship college World Series caliber team. I'm not bagging on LSU baseball. But let's be honest here, Logan, and everybody listening. Not many people besides the incredible LSU diehards are going to be paying a lot of attention to LSU baseball over the weekend. There's too many things going on. All right. Just real quick here. I just want to put in my two cents on the whole Anthony Davis thing. And I hate to paint wrestling in this light, but it's really like a wrestling storyline here. <laughs> Isn't it? In, in the words of Eric Bischoff, controversy creates cash. And now you have so many people tuning into the Pelicans game just to see what happens with this saga, what happens with this story. People are coming back week after week, night after night to see what furthers mm. with this. They're following it in the news. The They're- hero turned villain. Who's the your favorite hero turned villain? Because there's a lot of them in wrestling. Oof. That one's a tough one, I'd have to say. Uh, probably probably when Bret Hart was at his peak. Yeah. The heel turn, man. That's what Anthony Davis is doing. Anthony yeah. Davis is the Bret Hart of NBA basketball right now. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of WWE-ish, uh, isn't it? We good? Uh, we have one more. All right. What position should the Saints be looking to draft for this coming offseason? Tight end's the easy answer. But I'm going to go against the grain here. Second round pick. If there's an offensive lineman available, I think they might take a shot because then they have tradable assets along that offensive line. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if they build from the inside out, especially with Drew Brees at the end of his career. You, If you have a great offensive line, a rookie quarterback can come in and play at a very high level. Andres Pete's in his final year of his contract. Max Unger is very long in the tooth, only has a few years left, likely. Uh, we don't know what Teron Armstead is going to happen there. Ryan Ramchek is great. Larry Warford, a couple of years left on his contract. I would not be surprised at all to see them draft an offensive lineman and surprise a lot of people, but only if that offensive lineman falls. They got first-round talent way down in the second round at the O-line position. Wouldn't be surprised. And that, I think, very few people would think. That's Sports Libs. Logan's going to stick around because next, it's my rematch against Jason and Destrahan. Two-minute drill. He beat me. I hadn't lost since September. He did it last week on a tiebreaker. I'm still crying foul. It was rigged. Two-minute drill trivia. 
Jason and Destrahan against me. Coming up next. All right. It's time for my revenge. Last week, Jason and Destrahan, uh, because the referees fixed the game, that's what we found out. It was the Nolan no call times 100. This is a bunch of nonsense. Jason and Destrahan. Uh, beat me last week. Uh, what's up, Jason? Uh, luckily, the commissioner of this league decided to replay this game. Hey, look, I'm all for it. I just, uh, you know, I, I hope that it's a more sound defeat this week instead <laughs> of the big question mark from last week. Okay. All right. I like it. Talk a little trash here. All right. Everything's going down in the studio. Logan, this week is your MC. Jason and Destrahan up first. Take it away. All right, Jason, you ready? Yes, I am. All right, here we go. So starting up here, the first question we have is, what sport used the term home run long before baseball? Oh, um, bocce ball. That is incorrect. Next one. Why did the year 1994 see no baseball World Series? Uh, because of the MLB uh, strike. That is correct. Next question. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played 20 seasons in which sport? Um, basketball. That is correct. Next question. What was the coldest game in NFL history? Oh, geez. I, is it the ice bowl? Negative 32 degrees? That is incorrect. Next one. How many players, including the goaltender, make up an ice hockey team? Including the goaltender is six. That is correct. All right. Next question here. After retiring as a player, with which team did baseball great Babe Ruth spend one year as a coach? The, oh, geez, it was the Braves. But I think they were, oh, gosh, was it, I don't think they were in Milwaukee yet. I was it it was the Braves franchise, but I can't remember if they were in Milwaukee yet or not. All right, well uh you wanna just skip it and come back to it? Yeah. All right. Name uh name the only major team sport in the US with no game clock. That would be baseball. That is correct. All right, next one here. The American baseball team, the Bulls, represent which city? Um, Chicago. That is correct. All right. And the one you passed up after retiring as a player with which team did baseball great Babe Ruth spend one year as a coach? Mm, he retired in the, oh, gee, I'm going to say the Milwaukee Braves. That is incorrect. All right. We're going to get Seth back in here. All right, I've, I've given the wave. I hope I wasn't too late there. I was looking down for a second. Uh, I don't need – you know what? Last week, Tim did me – I'm going to put Jason on hold. I don't want to hear a word out of Jason because they told me last week what my number was, and I think that got in my head. So I'm putting Jason on hold. I don't want to hear a word from Jason. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm reclaiming my time. Let's go. All right. First one up here. What sport used the term home run long before baseball? Uh, long before baseball? Yes. It's got to be cricket. That is correct. All right. I thought that was going to be a trick question. All right. Next next question here. Why did the year 1994 see no baseball World Series? Oh, that was the strike. That is correct. Which they might have again here in a couple of years. Uh, apparently both sides not coming to an agreement.
All right. Uh, next question up here. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played 20 seasons in which sport? Basketball. I love the softballs. I know Jason's probably loving. I hope Jason. Correct. I hope Jason got that one wrong. All right. Next one up here. Which is the coldest game in NFL history? Oh wow. The Ice Bowl. That was. Was that Chicago Green Bay? I don't think it was Chicago Green Bay. Well, I, I, I don't know. Ice Bowl. I, I I don't know. No, I don't know. That is incorrect. All right. Next one up here. How many players, including the goaltender, make up an ice hockey team? Including the goaltender, that would be uh, 10. That is incorrect. All right, next one up here. After retiring as a player, with which team did baseball great Babe Ruth spend one year as a coach? After retiring? Yes. Well, it had to be the Yankees, right? That was is, is it the Red Sox? It's probably the Red that Sox. Is incorrect. <laughs> All right. Next one up here. Name the only major team sport in the USA with no game clock. With no oh baseball. That is correct. Yeah. And the last one up here. The American baseball uh, basketball team, the Bulls, represent which city? Chicago. That is correct. All right. All right. That's- I feel like. I don't know if I won this. I'm going to bring back in Jason. You did not win this. Oh, my goodness. Again? But, but Jason also didn't win it. Oh, we got it a tie? It is a tie. Oh, my gosh. We're going to have to do the Jason, come on in here. Were we going to have to do this again? we got to hold you through the break. we got to do another tiebreaker. You know, I was a hair's breadth away from saying cricket on the first question, but I thought it was too easy and it was something <laughs> else. What were the answers to the ones that I got wrong? What was the, uh, It was probably the Babe Ruth question. Who did he play for? Uh, the, uh, the Babe Ruth question was the Dodgers. Brooklyn Dodgers. I would have never guessed that. Yes. And uh, the NFL uh, game was in 1967. It was Cowboys versus Green Bay at negative 13 degrees. That was the Ice Bowl, and I had the wrong team. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't give it to me either. Okay, Jason, can you hold on here for a tiebreaker? Sure. Okay, here we go again. Second consecutive week. We got a tiebreaker. We'll take a break. We're coming back. Logan will have a tiebreak question for us next on the last lap. All right, wrapping up the week with a two-minute drill tiebreaker. Jason and Destrahan is back on our reigning champion. What is the question, Logan? We're up against the clock. Right. Jason can fade me again. The, the, the question is, how many home runs did baseball great Ty Cobb hit in the three World Series in which he played? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I will go three World Series he played. That would have been, well, that would have been uh, 10. What was it? Uh, 10 games. I'm going to go four home runs jason i'm gonna say zero jason wins this one. Oh, come on it was exactly zero. Oh, come on jason come on gosh all right jason congratulations you won this one fair and square i can't even be mad nice job bud thanks Good i job, appreciate man. it, I mean, it <laughs> what coming you coming back next week uh yeah i'll be glad to be back all right, there he goes. Uh, we will get uh, – go ahead and grab his number, Logan. Uh, I, that was a very dumb answer of mine. There's no way Ty Cobb hit four home runs. I wouldn't have guessed zero. I should have guessed two. Wow. All right, that's going to do it for the show. Once again, I've been vanquished here at the end of the week. What a way to kick off the weekend. No, it was a great show. Thanks to Jason and Destrahan. Thanks to Scott Kushner, Zach Streif, Ralph Michaels, Malik Forte, Carter Bryant, and everybody who made the show possible. Check the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Radio.com, WWL.com if you missed the show. We are back next week. Thanks to Logan behind the glass. And here is our moment as then as we leave. This is Alvin Gentry when he was asked, well, how are you handling the AD situation from here on out? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.